أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مدل له ومن يدلله فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساعلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وأحسن الحديث حديث محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة والضلالة وأهلها في النار أعاذنا الله وعجارنا من النار Afterwards all the praises of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We seek his protection from home and from isolation home From deception and from being deceived We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this our comment to be understood within the context as an error without being distorted and without being misunderstood. Inshallah, we are going to proceed from where we have stopped uh, in our that is, uh, Sira session, a session where we are discussing regarding the biography of our beloved Prophet Muhammad, peace and mercy of Allah be upon him. As usual, as uh, we uh, are off to, that is, uh, before the beginning of the session, we used to have a short Quran recitation. So I think uh, today would give us the recitation. Now, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وإذا غشيهم موج كالظلل دعوا الله مخلصين له الدين فلما نجاهم إلى البر فمنهم مقتصد وما يجهد بآياتنا إلا خل ختار كفور يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم واخشوا يوما لا يجزي والد أو ولده ولا مولود ولا مولود هو جاز أو والده شيئا إن وعد الله حق فلا تغنكم الحياة الدنيا ولا يغنكم بالله الجوق إن الله عنده علم الساعة وينذل الغيث ويعلم ما في الأرحام وما تدري نفس ماذا تكسب جدا وما تدري نفس بأي أرض تموت إن الله عليم خبير بارككم الله التوفيق والسداد As usual yesterday we uh, discussed up to the point where we have to uh, discuss regarding the Bada Unzul al-Wahi. We accomplish the information related to the biography of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam since uh, from uh, the day where he was born 
up to the time that he is almost around the, the age of 40. So and uh, as we know, when he reached to the age of 40, he was given the revelation. So this is the second segment. We accomplished the first segment. So min hayat Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, part of the life of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, bada'u nuzul al-wahl. There is uh, the start, that is the starting point of the revelation. So lamma balagh al-arba'ina min umri, when he reached 40 from his age, when he was 40 years old, ba'athahu Allahu bashiran wa nadhira. Allah sent him, that is Allah SWT give him message in order for him to be Bashiran, someone that would share the glad tidings. Wanazira and he would serve as a warner. So if we said someone is Bashir and he is Nazir, meaning he is a prophet and messenger. Wada'iyan ila al-haqqi And he is calling towards goodness, towards righteousness, towards something that is truthfulness, bi'iznihi with the permission of him, that is with the permission of Allah. Wasirajam munira and a glowing lamp. What is that Sirajam Munira? That is the Quran. He was given the Quran. That is the Sirajam Munira, a glowing lamp. Uh, the revelation gets started with that is an authentic dream. So whenever that is the Rasulullah get into his sleeping position, at times he used, he used to make a, a, he used to make a, a dream. And that dream, when he wake up, he would that is realize that it is a truthful dream. So it started, uh, it starts, it, uh, the wahi, the revelation started in this, uh, that is a uh, form. We know the revelation gets classified almost up to three categories. There is wahi uh, al-ilham. And there is a kind of wahi that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would send a messenger, that, uh, that is uh, an angel, malaika, to reveal that message to the that is uh, to the uh, Nabi. And there is a kind of wahi between Allah and uh, that, that is with that messenger. Uh, typical wahi al-ilham is the, the same wahi that Allah SWT did to the mother of uh, Musa. وَأَوْحَيْنَا إِلَىٰ أُمِّ مُوسَىٰ أَنْ أَرْضُئِهِ And we reveal to the, um, that is to Ummi Musa, to the mother of Moses, أَنْ أَرْضُئِهِ that you should breastfeed him. أَنْ أَرْضُئِهِ you should breastfeed him. So you see, uh, in this case, Allah SWT, that is a uh, deliver inspiration to the mother of Musa. But that, that doesn't determine that she is, that is a messenger. She was not. Because she did not come across any message from an angel. So if message come from Malaika, then that is determined that that particular person would be, that is uh, a messenger or a prophet. So uh, we have Nabi, we have Rasul. There is prophet, there is a uh, uh, that is a messenger. What is the difference between Rasul and Nabi? If you said this one is a prophet and this one is Rasul, what is the difference? Mm -hmm. Now, uh, giving the books is one of the, that is differential, uh, uh, that is point. But despite, uh, we know according to some of the ulama in their books, they said, Nabi huwa insanun zakarun hurun istafahullah wa uhiya ilayhi bishar'in they said that an, a prophet, we said a Nabi, is a person that is a male. Someone that he is zakar, he is male, the one that is having freedom, he is not a slave. Istafahullah, whom Allah SWT has chosen. 
wa uhiya ilayhi bi shar'in and he is inspired with that is a revelation sa'un umara bi tabliq am lam yumar whether he was been commanded to disseminate that information or not then they said amma rasula faqila as for the messenger it was said huwa insanun zakarun hurun he is a man the one that he is not a slave istafahullah that Allah SWT has chosen wa uhiya ilayhi bi shar'in and he was that is a Rebuild with uh, revelations, that is with message. So, Umar uh, bin and he is commanded, that is, he was commanded to disseminate that information. So, according to some of the ulama, they said that the difference is that Nabi is not commanded, that is, Allah SWT did not command the Nabi to deliver the message, while the Rasul, Allah SWT commanded him to deliver the message. But according to the righteous princesses, they said this definition is invalid. They said the difference, the exact differences between Nabi and Rasul is that Nabi is a person that Allah SWT sent to confirm the message of the previous messenger. So if Rasul come, Rasul is the one that Allah SWT has given the book. So when he come and he leave, so when the people change that is undergo metamorphosis from the issue of Atida, issue of that is Tawheed, then Allah SWT would send that is a Nabi, to confirm the message of the previous messenger. The Nabi, they said, he's a, 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 he's a kind of person that he was not given a particular book. Rather, he come to confirm the previous message. As for the Rasul, is the one that was given, that is, uh, he, he is given a scripture, a book, and he affirmed to that. So if we, uh, that is uh, where the information here is that, what is emphasizing is that similar to the example of uh, Musa alayhi salam. Musa alayhi salam was Nabiya wa Rasula, a prophet and messenger. He was given an, a, a Torah and he confirmed the, that is the, the message, the prophethood of Ibrahim alayhi salam. Likewise, Isa alayhi salam, he was Nabiya wa Rasula. He was given Injil and he said that I do not come to destroy, that is the message of the previous prophet, but I come to fulfill. And he also gave glad tidings. He was Bashir and he gave glad tidings of the coming of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَإِذْ قَالَ إِيسَى بْنُ مَرْيَمَ يَا بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ إِنِّي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ إِلَيْكُمْ جَمِيعًا And he, uh, one of the ayah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned that وَمُبَشِّرًا بِرَسُولِهِ يَعْتِ مِنْ بَعْدِ اسْمُهُ أَحْمَدِ That he is giving them glad tidings about a messenger that he would come after me. His name is Ahmed. That is Muhammad. So you see, Isa alayhi salam was Nabiyan wa Rasulah. He was given a book and also he affirmed the message of the that is other prophets. Likewise, our beloved Prophet Muhammad was Nabiyan wa Rasulah. He was given the Quran and he confirmed the message of the previous prophets. So likewise, so if you look towards some of the messengers, uh, that is some of the uh, prophets, they are not, that is uh, Rasul. That's why some of the righteous predecessors they said that whosoever that he is uh, a Rasul, he is Nabi. A Nabi cannot be a Rasul, but a Rasul can be a Nabi. So these are some of the basic important differences between Rasul and Nabi. Uh, the revelation started with a truthful dreaming. He was not seeing anything in his dream unless it became apparent when he wake up. Then later on, the, the Holy Spirit get descended to him. Who, that is Jibreel, 
peace be upon him. That is Jibreel, may the blessings of Allah be upon him. He was worshipping in Gairu Hira. Yesterday we, we have, uh, uh, have the discussion that the Rasulullah indulged into acts of ibadah in Gairu Hira. He selected Gairu Hira for ibadah. He is worshipping with the, that is ibadah of Ibrahim. With the, that is based on the religion of Ibrahim السلام, when he was around to the age of 40. So he was in that condition. When he reached to the age of 40, Jibreel السلام, descended to him when he was at Garu Hira, the cave of Hira. And he taught him how he would guide people to the righteous path. And he guides and for him to guide them in following the straight that is the straight religion. That is a well affirmed religion. So Jibreel السلام, was the one that taught the Rasulullah. So let's discuss about some of the questions. When was he given the, that is the revelation? At the age of 40. How does the revelation get started? That is with the dream. dream. Who is revealing the revelation down to him? Jibreel alayhi salam. أين نزل عليه جبريل؟ Where does Jibril that is uh, descend that is the, in which location Jibril عليه السلام descended to him? Cave of Hira. ماذا علمه؟ What did he taught him? How to choose the people to be righteous. Yeah, exactly. He taught him that is how to guide people to the righteous path and also to explain to them the righteous and that is straightforward religion. The condition of the Arab before the message. The Arab before Islam, they were polytheists. That meaning that they worship many gods. So that's the condition of Arab before Islam, before the message. That is before the message of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya'abduna al-asnam, they worship idols. Wa yuqaddisunaha, and they purify the idols. Wa yuqaddisunaha, they glorify the idols, the statues. Wa kanu yaqtatuluna awladahum. Wa kanu yaqtatuluna awladahum. They were killing their children at that particular time. They killed their children. Khawfan min al-ju'i wal-faqr. Due to the afraid of recession and hunger. So that's one of the issues. Due to the afraid of al-ju, that is a uh, hunger, meaning recession, welfare and poverty. So due to this, they used to kill their children. So that's one of the basic, uh, that is uh, aspect of the mushrikeen. They would do something that is above the human sense, something that is supernatural. Imagine someone would kill his child just because he is afraid that he would, uh, he would not have the money to feed him. There are some of the parameters that we are having now of decreasing the numbers of the children that you will give birth to. It has the trait that is that those traits come from the, that is the Jahiliyyah era. So Allah is saying that you should marry, give birth so that I would proud with you on the day of judgment. 
So Allah Musta'an, as for the mushrikeen at then, they were having that particular behavior of killing, that is their children. وَيَرِفُنُونَ بَنَاتُهُمْ وَخُنَّ حَيَّاتٌ And they used to bury their female children, that is female childs, وَخُنَّ حَيَّاتٌ while they are alive. They engage in, that is, they engage into female infanticides to kill, that is, the infant who are females. It happens to that is one of the sahaba, that is sahaba. One day he was sitting with the Rasulullahu alaihi wasallam. Then the Rasulullahu alaihi wasallam he saw him in a kind of mood. He is totally that is in a kind of condition that is totally insignificant. He was crying. So the Rasulullahu alaihi wasallam asked him, "Why are you crying?" He said that I remember one of the actions that I did during the jahiliyyah which I'm totally regretting on that action. He said that I'm among those people that uh, infanticize their, that is their, chi their children. He said one, one day I was informed that my, my wife gave birth to a particular lady, that is by a particular child. So when I realized that uh, she, gave birth, she gave birth to a female, then I decided to, that is to infanticide her since from that particular moment. But later on, I wait until that lady grow to a certain level of age. One day, I, I come back, then I found her alone in the house. So I took, I catch with her hands. When the mother saw her, she, she immediately realized that I'm going to kill that, 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 is, uh, that lady. So I carry, that is, I, I, I caught with her hand, and I move outside the house. I went to the, that is uh, surrounding one of the forest, and I found a particular well. Then I try to, that is, uh, cast her into that well. Before I cast her, she was, I carried her while she was, that is, wiping my face. Because she saw a kind of sweating, one of the reviewers said, because she saw a kind of dust, the lady is wiping the face of her father. So he said, despite with that, I did not stop. I casted her into that well. So when she reached to the bottom of the well, she cried with a kind of screaming. When I heard that, she continued to scream. Then I looked for a particular stone. I took a, a huge stone and I threw it down to the beneath of the well. So when it reaches down, then she stopped screaming. Then the Rasulullah said, is that what you did? He said, yes, that's what I did in the Dahiliyah era. The Rasulullah said, if I'm to punish someone with the action that he did during the Jahiliya era, you are the one that deserves that punishment. So imagine, the Rasulullah is willing to punish someone with the action that he did prior to, that is to, that is, uh, prior to Islam. So and they are saying the Rasulullah they are saying Islam did not value women. This false accusation. You see, the Rasulullah is there to establish that is legal retribution to a lady that was uh, that is that was uh, infanticide since during the Hilia era. The Rasulullah also uh, also he, he shed tears due to that story. He shed tears due to that story. So one of the issue the Arab they used to infanticide their children when uh, uh, that is prior to that is the message. Khashiyatul Ali wal Aib due to the afraid of. Al-Aq, that is Aq, that is 
that is uh, if you said al-aqu that is for someone to castigate you if you said al-aqu that is uh, due to uh, that is uh, the value of dignity they don't want people to devalue them because according to them they realize that women uh, that is material of enjoyment material of sexual desires so according to them if you give birth to a, that is to a lady it's a shame unto you so due to the afraid of that is uh, being ashamed well i've and due to the afraid of that is uh, that is uh, that is uh, disgust that is disgust they don't want to be disgust and they don't want to be ashamed so that's why they used to kill that is the the woman and there were people of misunderstanding and there were people that are fighting each other at then with with a single debt you know debt they can fight that is they can wage a war it was even narrated in one of the book with just that is a, a sword you know sword a can for beating the horses that is it wage a war between two that is uh, ethnic groups small thing can wage a war between themselves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also make mention in the Quran uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying إذ كنتم أعداء فألف بين قلوبكم فأصبحتم بنعمته إخوانا. Remember the time that you were enemies to each other, and Allah SWT awakened you and you become brothers to each other. So that's how the Arab were there. That is uh, at then. You have you have you both One portion of them is that is uh, fighting with the other portion. لأوحل أسباب with a minute material, with a minute cause. With small thing, the, the, the war would get waged between themselves. ماذا كان الأرب يعبدون قبل الإسلام? What was the Arab worshiping before that is Islam? They are worshiping idols. لماذا كانوا يقتلون أولادهم? Why are they killing their children? Why are they infanticide? That is why they are engaging themselves into that is female infanticides. Yeah, then and also, yes, and uh, recession now. And Halkanu uh, Muttafikin, are they united? Exactly, they are disunited in that era. So then, Adda'wah uh, uh, to that is the da'wah, the secret da'wah. The Rasulullah started with a secret da'wah, da'wah to sangha, a silent da'wah. But the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with da'wah to sangha. The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam started with the uh, secret da'wah, that is a silence, that is a invitation to the religion. Lama nazala alayhi, when it was revealed unto him, Ya ayyuhal muddathir, O you the one that covers himself with a garment. Um stand up and admonishes. Warabuka for kabbir. And for your for your Lord you should glorify him. You should glorify your Lord. As for your clothing, purify. That is you should purify your clothing. And that is you should avoid quarrelling. Warujuza and quarrelling you should avoid. And you should not, that is, a give, that is a gift while wishing for more. That is why wishing for much more. 
That is, you should not transgress. وَلِرَبِّكَ فَصْبِرْ And about your Lord, you should be patient. Meaning, about following the path of your Lord, you have to be patient. So when this ayat get revealed to the Rasul he started to deliver, that is the, the silence da'wah. فَدَعَى أَهْلَ Then he called the attention of his family, the people of his house. وَمَنْ يَثِقُ بِهِ مِنْ أَصْدِقَائِهِ and with those that he was, that is uh, connected with them, those that he believed from his prince. He invited the people of his house. He first called the attention of Khadija. Since from his first meeting with Jibril in the cave of Hira, he was terrified. He ran back to the, the home and he explained to her that I saw one, that is one create, that is one creatures. Uh, I saw one among the creatures. Would he terrified me? He hijacked. He 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 cocked me, and he is revealing some some message to me. He thought that he saw a jinn, as one of the books of uh, that is Tariq mentioned. So Khadija said, "Describe him to me." He described the Jibril for her. She said, "I don't think he was a jinn." Rather, he said, "When Jibril alayhi salam come to the house." He realized that the Rasul covered his, that is his body with garment. Then he started, Ya ayyuhal muddassir, qum fa anzir, wa rabbaka fa kabbir, wa siyabaka fa tahir. Momentarily, the Rasul removed the garment. And he is informing Khadija, here, he, here he is, here is, he is. Then she said, where, where, where he is? He is pointing towards Jibreel, but she is not saying Jibreel. Then she began to remove her, her headscarf. She started to remove her headscarf. So when she removed her, her headscarf, her hair get exposed, the Jibril banished. The Rasul said to her, he banished. Then she said, momentarily, he is an angel. He's not a jinn kind. He's a kind of creator that he's coming to, that is the, uh, he's, uh, that, is to the that is to the messengers. So uh, in, in this regards, uh, he called the attention of his family. Then he called the attention of his close friends. There is between, difference between Sadiq and uh, that is Zamil. Sadiqi, Zamili differs. Sadiqi is the close friend. A close friend, you call him Sadiqi. Uh, Sadiqi, Zamili, normal friend. So he called that is Asdiqaihi, his close friends, like Abu Bakr and Siddiq. Those that he affirmed to their truth, that is uh, their honesty. He believed in their honesty. He called them towards the worship of Allah alone. Uh, and being that is the uh, and being that is kindful to the people. And unity. He called them towards unity. الحرب and avoiding war. So the Rasulullah sallam he called their attention. He called the attention of the Arab to the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And being kindful to the people. and unity. الحرب and avoiding war. So that's one of the issues. He started the da'wah in a secret way. With the afraid of the people, that is to come to the people with something 
that they don't know. So that is the reason why he started to give da'wah silently. Because at, if you come with new thing in the community that they don't know about that, they may end up understand, misunderstanding you. At times, uh, for example, you will look uh, in some of the masajid, if something happened, that is something that happens unexpectedly. Some of the people will get confused. For example, so the Rasulullah realized the condition of Arab. They were in the, that is in uh, polytheism. They worship different gods. So in that case, if he just come and inform them about the worshiping of a single god, they would get terrified. They would get confused. So that's why even they, they said, uh, 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 they said that, are you, that is, ataja'alu, uh, not that ayah. Now, they're not that uh, ayah. They are saying that, do you want do you want to that is make all the gods to be a single god? Do you want to transform all the gods to be that is to be one? So that's their confusion. So one thing, the reason why the Rasulullah started the da'wah silently, there is hikmah. If you have that is uh, new information, for example, you should that is uh, disseminate the information first to some, some of the people that are closer to you. That's why even in science, if you have a research, you discover something. So you are not to publish that, uh, that research unless you that is, uh, share that information to some of the scientists who, who are closer to you. If they verify it, indeed, it is right, then you publish it in a journal so that all the public would be away that is about it. So that's one of the issues related to that. The Rasulullah started the da'wah silently. He started to call his family. Likewise, Ibrahim also. He called the attention of Ibrahim called the attention of his father, Azar, that are you, do you want to take that is idols at, uh, that is as, uh, as gods, as lords? So you see, one of the issues is that the first person to benefit from you is your family. If you come with new, that is with something that is of beneficial, try as such to let your family benefit from it. If you get well, you become fame. Try as such to let your family benefit from that. That's why the Rasulullah started with his family. He called the attention of Khadija. Ali radiallahu anhu was there already in his house. He was living in the house of the Rasulullah alayhi wasallam. Rasulullah was the one that took care of Ali after the demise of his father, Abi Talib. So uh, then he called the attention of his close friends, like Abu Bakr and Siddiq. That's why the first person that believed in the Rasulullah from, uh, from the men is Abu, Abu Bakr. From the children, Ali radiallahu anh. From the women, Khadija uh, radiallahu anha. Those that he believed in their honesty. دعاهم إلى إبادة الله وحده يكلم towards worshiping الله إلون وغافة بالناس and being kindful to the people والاتحاد and unity وترك الحرب and avoiding war وقد بدأ بالدعوة سرا and he started his دعوة in a silent mode so you see the Rasul الله عليه وسلم start to call the attention of the of the people to stop that is waging war between themselves that's why we are always saying to the people this our religion is a peaceful religion because the Rasulullah come and he met Arab 
uh, that is in a war. Some small thing can that is can wage a war between themselves. That's why the Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam he called them towards that is a uh, unity. He he commanded them to stop that is uh, engaging them, themselves in, in, into the war. Already war is an action of the disbelievers. It's an action of the disbelievers. So that's why we always say our religion is a peaceful religion, even though. Uh, so they are using some of the threats in order to tarnish the image of our religion but we already know our religion so that's why you should know that is your religion so as to defend your religion in a proper way Wallahu al-musta'an khawfan min mufaja'atin nasi bi amrin lam ya'arithunahu that is he don't want to come to the people with new things that they don't know uh, with a matter that they that is the lack knowledge that is uh, regarding it wa lam yasma'u bihi with something that they never heard about it. So that's why he did not go directly to the public. He started from home, then then afterwards. When did the revelation get started? Uh, no, when, when did he started when did he start to disseminate the information? That is the da'wah. That is the silent da'wah. When? After the yes, after the revelation. What was revealed to him? نعم يا أيها المدثر نعم من 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 الذين دعاهم سنغا من الذين دعاهم سنغا who are the people that he called them silently his family نعم إلى أي شيء دعاهم which that is towards what information did he call them that is he called that is he called them towards which information نعم why did he start the journey of the da'wah in a silent in a silent mode in a silence mode exactly exactly awali al-mu'minin the first among the believers أول من آمن به من النساء خديجة. The first among the women that believe in him was خديجة. وكانت تعتقد صدق رسالته. She was believing that is she has she had believed in that is she has believed in in his that is صدق رسالته. The truthfulness of his message. لما ظهر لها من الأمال من العلامات الضالة على نبوته. Of what became apparent to her. Of the signs that are indicating towards his prophecy. Munzu Safarati hi ma'akhadimuha maysara. Since from his first journey towards that, since from, his, uh, since from the journey that he did along with her slave, that is maysara. Uh, so that's one of the issues that is uh, related to that. Since Munzu Safarati hi ma'akhadimuha maysara. Since from his uh, first journey, along with her, uh, that is with her slave Maisara, and the first that believe in him from the male, that is from the men, is uh, Abu Bakr, as Siddiq. That is the that is the trustworthy individual. Wakana Afifan Abu Bakr Siddiq was a subguarded person. He was a man that he is lowering his gaze. And uh, وكان لرسول الله بمنزلة الوزير. 
he was to the Rasul, he was to the Prophet Muhammad as a position of advisor. Yastashiru fi umurin. The Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to request advice from him. So he was to that is position of advisor to the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So then, وَكَانَ صِدِّقَهُ قَبْلَ بِإِثَتِهِ He was his close friend even before the message. Even before the, that is the, the message. وَلَمْ يَعْحَدِ عَلَيْهِ كَذِبًا There is no any lies that the Rasul ﷺ obtained from Abu Bakr and Siddiq. He never caught him with a single lie, even a single lie. وَزَيْدُ بُنْ حَارِثَ and thereby Zayd ibn Haritha. Zayd ibn Haritha also, he was among the males that believe in the Rasul since from the beginning. He was a slave to the Rasul. And later the Rasul free him. So he obtained his freedom from the Rasul. The first person that believed in him from the children, uh, from the teenagers, Ali ibn Abi Talib. Ali ibn Abi Talib. Wakana Rabib al-Rasul. He was Rabib al-Rasul. If we said Rabib, that is a, a son to your uncle. Your uncle's son is termed as a Rabib. Wakadi da'a Abu Bakrin ay. وقد دعا أبو بكر أن أبو بكر قال من يحبه ويحبونه. Before that, the كلمة that is the word غبيب. If we said غبي, غبيب is what we term as someone that you take that is you okay. Normally in our country we have this culture. So first, for example, you are getting married. So when you propose that lady. You consummated the marriage. After the marriage, when she is taken to your house, normally according to the culture, they used to take small children in order to live in your house. That's in order to take care of them in your house so that they shouldn't have any kind of depression. So that she should not live alone in the house. So likewise, the Rasul took Ali radiallahu anhu to that is to live in his house in order to take care of him because he was child at then. It happens also when the Rasul married Umm Salma. Umm Salma has a daughter. So when the Rasul married Umm Salma after the demise of Abi Talha, that is Abu Salma, so rumors began to that is to to get disseminated in the city of Medina. They were trying to that is mock the Rasul They disseminate lies, rumors. Some of the rumors, disseminate rumors to the house of the Rasul. They inform the wives of the Rasul, Aisha Hafsa, that the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam is trying to marry the that is the daughter of Umm Salma. Then, when the information reaches to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he called the attention of his wives. He said that, "Wa illam taqun rabibati fi hujri, fa abuha afi faqada'a." He said to them that the daughter of Umm Salma, even if she was not, a, that is a pastor daughter for me, that is Rabib, Rabiba, pastor daughter, someone that you, yeah, that you, you take, not your begotten, that is a daughter, 
Rabiba, now someone that your, 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 your wife come with in order to live with, with her in the house. So he said that even if she was not, that is a first daughter for me, he said that Fa'abuha, her father, was Aki Fa'ada'a, my brother in breastfeeding. Wallahu al So if you can remember, I will give an assignment. There are two women that they breastfeeded the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. One is Suibat al Aslamiyya, and the second one, Halima al Sa'adiyya. And we know, according to the fiqh, if a woman breastfeeded someone, for example, she breastfeeded a particular lady. So, and that woman also breastfeeded you. So you will not marry that lady because you are related in terms of breastfeeding. Why that? Why Islam come with this rule? Because you, you, you drink from the same milk. And in the milk, it contains a lot of the gen genetic materials. And that genetic materials get into the body of that lady and it, that is also you have that genetic material in you so if you marry her you marry that lady there would be problem you would give birth to children with genetic dis disorders so that's one of the hikmah according to the, that is in terms of science according that is that's one of the hikmah that, that in islam this is not supposed to happen that is, is totally that is inadequate it is already forbidden it is prohibited for you to marry a woman that breastfeeded you or a woman that uh, that is that uh, that you breast get breastfeeded together the woman that breastfeeded you you will not marry her it is forbidden unto you and also the other woman that she breastfeeded you are not to marry them it is forbidden so among these two women that breastfeeded the rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam there is suwaybat al-aslamiyya and halimat al-saadiyya so these two women are the basic women that breastfeeded the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So among these two women, there is one that breastfeeded Aba Talha. And she breastfeeded, uh, that is Abbas bin Abdul Muttalib. And she breastfeeded the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Who is she? So tomorrow, if possible, you should come with the answer. This is an assignment. So Allah al-Musta'an. So Umm Salma had a foster daughter to the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Then uh, the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam clarified that rumors. He said that she was my foster daughter, meaning that uh, it is, uh, I'm not el eligible to marry her. And also her father was a brother to me in breastfeeding. So that means there is no any way that I would be eligible to marry her. So a foster, if said Rabib, someone that is in your house, a child that you take, that is to take care of him, to nurse him, someone that get nursed in, into your house, that is inside your house, that is a Rabib. And a Rabiba, that is in, if, if she is a female, a Rabib male, Rabiba, that is a female. So the word Rabib can also be termed as, that is a, the, to the son of your uncle. When Mahalli Shahid, basically in, in Arabic literature, if you said Rabib, someone that is living in your house, a child that is living in your house, that is Rabib. Now, so Wakana Rabiba Rasul, he was a first son to the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He is in, in a condition, he is, uh, his position is like the position of the son to the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That is Ali radiallahu an. Waqadida'a Abu Bakrin mayyuhibbuhu wayhibbuna. And likewise Abu Bakr, he called the attention of those that he loved and they love him. 
Many people answered to his call. Minhum among them Uthman ibn Affan was Uthman ibn Affan. Among them, among the people that they answered the call from Abu Bakr was Uthman ibn Affan. Salisul Khulafa al-Rashidin. The third of the righteous predecessors to the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَلَمَّا عَلِمَ أَمُّهُ الْحَكَمُ When his uncle, that is the uncle of Uthman, knew about the Islam of Uthman, أَوْثَقَهُ كَنَفًا Then he promised that he would, he would, he would forsake him. That is, he, he, he promised that he would cut any relationship between him and Uthman. وَقَالَ تَتْرُكُ دِينَ آبَائِكَ He said, you are going to leave the religion of your fathers, وَتَتَّبِعُ دِينًا مُسْتَحْدِثًا You want to follow a new religion? وَاللَّهُ لَا أُحَلِّلُكَ حَتَّى تَدَعَ مَا أَنْتَ عَلِيهِ He said, I swear, I will not have any discussion with you unless you leave that which you are on to. That is, unless you leave the religion. You leave that religion that you have taken. فَقَالَ لَهُ أُثْمَانِ Then Uthman said to him, وَاللَّهُ لَا أَدَعُ I swear by Allah, I will not drop it. I will not drop it. Because, Allah, uh, because we know the Rasulullah is saying, And I will not leave it. That is, I will not leave that religion. When his father came to know, he realized his affirmation that Usman was affirmed firmly to that religion. He allowed him. And he said, "Kana yusul al-dukhan alayhi." Waqila it was said, "Kana yusul al-dukhan alayhi, wa huwa muqayyid." He was sending smoke to the house of Osman. So since that, he admonishes Osman, and Osman did not take the admonishment, so he decided to harm Osman. That is indirectly. He started started to be sending smoke to set a smoke, and he would let that smoke to get into the house of Osman. Radiyallahu an. Just for the Uthman to get returned back to the worshiping of idols. Then Allah guided him with affirmation. He get affirmed to the religion. He did not move out from the religion. So that's what happened to Uthman. Among those people that accepted Islam in the hands of Abu Bakr, that is Abu Bakr uh, as-Siddiq. Uh, there is uh, Zubair ibn al-Awwam. Zubair, the son of Awwam. So uh, there is one incident that happened. After we will discuss about it later on. When the Muslims get uh, that is they migrated to the city of Medina, it took a, a long period of time without them having children. So the Quraysh began to that is to disseminate a rumor that uh, the, Mus the Muslims, they already disgraced our idols, and now our idols, that is, were totally angry with the Muslims. That's why they were not able to even give birth to children. And the Muslims, they were, that is, uh, they, they had a grief in the sense of the Quraysh. Some even, they believed in that. And the first child that was born in the city of Medina, from the Muhajirin is Abdullah ibn Zubair, the son of Zubair ibn al-Awwam. And you know one thing? Zubair ibn al-Awwam, 
he was uh, that is he married the daughter of Abi Bakr Asma bin to Abi Bakr that's the that is the wife of Zubair ibn al-Awwam so meaning Abu Bakr he called those that are closer to him wallahu al-musta'an so these are the people that uh, first accepted the the message that is when the rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam started to call them he called his close friend Abi Bakr so that's the mission that's how islam is if you disseminate the message someone will take it also and he will disseminate to others it is not a stagnated message since that ha- i have the information so i will just hold it without sharing it to the others no as far as you have something of goodness share it to your community you become an intellectual for example you have knowledge in the field of science in the field of medicine which would benefit your ummah your community try as such to share it with your community holding hiding that knowledge will not benefit you and it will not even benefit the community and the rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that man su'ila an an ilm fakatamahu aljamahu allah bi rijal min nar whosoever that is asked uh, that he uh, uh, he was asked about a particular knowledge and he hide that knowledge uljima bi rijal min nar he would be tied with a chain of hellfire so you see one of the issue is that uh, the rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam called the attention of uh, that is uh, the sahaba that is those that he is closer to them and he they also shared the message then jam'uhu li ashiratihi his uh, gathering with his uh, that is his family jama'a an-nabiy ahlahu wa aqaribahu the rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam gathered all of his family family members wa aqaribahu and his relatives lamma nazala alayhi qawlihi ta'ala when the saints of allah get revealed to him wa anzir ashiratakal aqrabin you should admonish your close relatives so you see when the ya ayyuhal mudathir get revealed to him he, he he was just commanded to share the message so he started the, that is delivering in a silence mode so then later on an ayah get revealed to him wa anzir ashiratakal aqrabin you should call your close relatives before he call his wife his close friends so but there are other among his family members among his relatives that he did not collect the courage they don't know even about the message so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed that verse wa anzir ashiratakal aqrabin you should admonish the that is your close relatives faballaghum allah faballaghum risalata rabbi and he shared unto them the message of his lord qala lahum he said to them inna ghaida la yukadhdhiba ahla barely a house member will not give lies to his that is family wallahu law kadhabt law kadhabat an-nas jami'a i swear with allah i swear by allah that if all the humans would get into lies that is they would castigate lies ma kadhabtukum i will not lie to you walaw gagagat an-nas jami'a if all the people will be t- that is betray they will become traitors ma gagagtukum i will not betray you wallahu allazi la ilaha illahu i swear by allah the one that there is no deity worthy of worship but him anni rasulullahi ilaykum jami'a i'm prophet unto you that is i'm amni anni rasulullah i'm a prophet of allah ilaykum jami'a to you that is to all of you wa ila an-nas kafa 
and to the humanity entirely, to all of the mankind. Wallahu latamutunna kamatanamun. Wallah, he said, Wallah latamutunna kamatanamun. You would soon die as how you, you sleep. The way you sleep, that's how you would die. Walatabathanna kama, walatabathanna kama tastaykizun. Walatabathunna kama tastaykizun. And you would soon be resurrected as how you are waking up from your sleeping position. Walatahsaban, walatahsibanna bima ta'amalun. Walatahsibunna bima ta'amalun. And very soon you would be recompensed on what you are doing. That is on what you are performing, on what you are committing. Meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will recompense you. All what you, 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 you perform, you would soon see the reward. You would see the compensation of that. وَلَتُجُزَوْنَ بِالْإِحْسَانَ إِحْسَانًا And you would be rewarded with goodness with goodness. Goodness with goodness. وَبِالسُوءَ سُوءَ The Rasulullah sallam he said that وَلَتُجُزَوْنَ بِالْإِحْسَانِ إِحْسَانًا وَبِالسُوءِ سُوءَ You would be rewarded with goodness with goodness, evil with evil. If you do evil, you would see evil. If you do good, you would see good. It's either it would be paradise forever, or will never abada, or hellfire forever. So that's the one of part of the message that the Rasulullah said to that is uh, his family members as his and, and his relatives, the Quraysh. And he warned them against the punishment of a great day. يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالٌ وَلَا بَنُونَ يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالٌ وَلَا بَنُونَ The day that the wealth, neither wealth nor children will benefit. That is the day that your wealth and your children will not benefit you. Will have no any benefit. فَتَكَلَّمَ الْقَوْمَ كَلَامَ الْلَيِّنًا the people that utters some of the lenient words that is they mention some of the word of please illa ammuhu aba lahab except his uncle aba lahab alladhi kana aduwahu al-ashad he was the most that is a severe enemy to the rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam Then uh, some of the question, awalman uh, amani. Some of the questions uh, uh, related to this. Uh, when did the Rasulullah sallam mata jama an Nabiya ahlahu wa qaribahu? When did the Rasulullah sallam gathered all his family members and his close relatives? When? Now. Now you should call your. That is Ashira Takal, Ashira Takal Akarabin. Wa'anzir Ashira Takal Akarabin. You should call your close relatives. So, uh, except for his uncle Abi Lahab, he's the one that rejected the Rasulullah. He uh, said to the Rasulullah uh, that Tabbal Laka ya Muhammad, that uh, way on to you, uh, O Muhammad. Then Allah SWT, we know what happened. Allah SWT revealed the Fatukula Surah chapter. That is on the on that case. Tabat yada abi lahbi watab ma agna anhu maluhu wa ma kasab sasla naran zata lahab wa maratuh malat alhatab fi dida hablum min masad. Then ad-da'wa tujahra. 
that is ad-da'watu jahra apparent calling that is a apparent calling that is the calling that is apparently then the rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam disclosed the da'wa publicly استمرت الدعوة سرية استمرت الدعوة السرية ثلاث سنوات. The silence da'wah continued up to that is three years. أجاب من أبنائها كثير من الأشراف والموالي. أجاب من أثنائها. تردد دعوه جوني that is the دعوة السرية the silence da'wah. أجاب كثير من الأشراف. Majority many among the honorables answered to that. والموالي and many among the slaves. Like Bilal, like Kabab ibn al-Arat. Kabab ibn al-Arat was a slave to Ummu Hakim. She was one of among the wealthy women of Mecca at then. So when she realized her slave accepted that is Islam, Islam, she decided to punish Kabab. If you should extend that, she command that is she commanded some of the men, some of the gigantic men that is to punish kebab. They used to put a metal in the in the fire. When it became hot, then they would immerse it in the body of kebab in the oven. Just they want him to repel the religion. And he was affirmed to that. That's why one day, because the punishment is very severe, he ran, and he met the Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam near to the Kaaba. He met the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam inclining with a pillar, with a pillow, you know pillow, near the Kaaba. Then he said, Ya Rasulullah, we were experiencing this kind of tortures, this kind of punishment from the Quraysh, and you are here lining on top of a pillar. The Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Innakum kuntum tasta'ajilun, that barely you are the people that you are enhastening the matters. Then he said, Inna mimman kana qablakum, barely among those that came before you. He said that يُعْتَى بِرَجُلٍ A man would be brought because he believed the Rasul said that a man would be brought because he believed and they would bring that is مِنْشَارًا a sow, a metal sow and they would divide him into two thus they want him to repel the religion وَيَأْتُونَ بِمِنْشَاطٍ مِنْ حَدِيدٍ and they would come with a that is a metal comb you know comb that we used to comb our hair so they would come with a metal one like a fork that is a metal, that is like that spoon, fork. So a metal means sharp, kumb. They would be chopping from his flesh, just in order to repel the religion. So the Rasul gave him examples of the previous nation, and then Habab understand the matter. That is, he became calm in that situation. So likewise, if epitina happened, some that is trials, tribulations happen in a community so for you to understand the way out or way that is way about or solution to that you have to refer back, uh, back to some of the previous happening then you would understand the entire that is solution to that fitna that's how the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that is did to the companions and they understand they understand about the matter so like uh, likewise Bilal also Bilal was uh, was a slave to uh, Umayyah Umayyah ibn Khalaf he punished Bilal just to, that is, repel the religion. He used to punish Bilal during the, that is, the, uh, the summer, when the weather is so hot. Some of the historians, they said, at that particular moment, if you slaughter an animal and you keep it 
on that sun before the evening that is from morning to evening it would get fried due to the hotness of the city of Mecca at then so when they punish him and he always he used to say Ahad Ahad one God one God Allah Allah that's what he, he used to say he used to extend that they were tired in punishing Bilal they used to just keep him in the sun at times they used to just tied his neck with a rope and they would give the rope to the children. They would be plucking him in the street of Mecca. Some are stoning him. That, that's how they did to Bilal. Because he don't have any freedom. He was a slave. Nobody is there to protect him. So one day, the Rasul wasallam was walking in the street of Mecca. He saw how the Kufar are punishing people like uh, Bilal, people like uh, Yasir, like Ammar bin Yasir and his mother Sumayya. The Rasul when he saw that, he said, Isbiru al Yasir, fa inna mawidakum al Jannah. That you should be patient, or the family of Yasir, your destination is Jannah. And we know what happened. Abu Jahal, he took that is an arrow and he immersed the arrow in the vagina of that is Sumayya. That's how he killed Sumayya. Just because she hearkens towards Hadin. He executed the father of uh, Ammar, that is the Yasir. So Ammar lost his father and mother also. It is the extent that he was also punished. Ammar, he get, he became that is unconsciousness. He get to the condition that he was not aware of what he was saying. They asked him to praise Lata and Uzza, and he said they asked him, they requested him to that is to uh, to mock the Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam to insult the Rasul, and he did. When he recovered. He realized they were, they were uh, that is, uh, smiling, they were laughing to him. They said, you already insulted the Muhammad. Then what you are to do now? You already leave your religion. Then he ran to the Rasul wasallam. He informed him about what happened to him. The Rasul wasallam said to him that if they return back to you tomorrow, repeat what they ask you, that is, uh, to say. You see? So that for him to serve him, that is himself. So one of there is a kind of condition that a person would get into if he is not capable to maintain his faith like how Sumayya did, then there is no problem he can utter what they want him to utter in order to save his life. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Minan mu'minina rijalun sadaqu ma ahadullaha alayhi. Faminhum man qada nahba wa minhum man yantabir. So man qada nahba alak Sumayya and Yasir. Faminhum man yantabir. And there are those that are waiting like that is Ammaru. So this is kind of the situation. The Iman, that is differs. Someone would be having, that is uh, his level, and someone would be having his level. The believers are not the same. Everyone differs. Uh, his Iman, that is, is not the same with the Iman of other person. So that's one of the issues. So uh, when he come across the place where they are furnishing Bilal, the Rasul was totally angry. He met his, his Sahaba. He said, who is capable of buying Bilal from the hands of, that is the Quraysh, from the hands of Umayyad ibn Khalaf? Then Abu Bakr, he stood up, he said that I will purchase him, I would buy him, or the Rasul He went and met Umayyad ibn Khalaf. He said, I want you to sell Bilal for me. When he said that to Umayyad ibn Khalaf, he was totally happy because he don't have, he has nothing to do with Bilal. He said, he don't have any, that is, I don't have anything to, to do with this, that is a minute slave, with this, uh, that is a, a negligible uh, slave. 
So he said, how much will you, uh, will you buy? Abu Bakr, he replied, how much will you sell him to me? He said, I will sell you, well, that is uh, 10 gold coins. In one of the you are one gold coins. That's what he said. Then Abu Bakr, he removed that gold coins and he gave him. In one of the riwaya, which is the most strong riwaya with 50 gold coins, he gave him those coins. And Umayyad ibn Kalab began to laugh because he thought that he oppressed Abu Bakr, he cheated Abu Bakr. He think he was smart. He said that if you have, if you, you hearken, that is with me, to not buy Bilal unless with a single gold coin, I would offer Bilal for you because he don't, I don't, I have nothing to do with this, that is slave. Then the, uh, Abu Bakr, he reply unto Umayyah. He said, if you hearken with me, you haggle with me to offer, that is, uh, uh, that is for me to buy Bilal for, that is uh, 1,000 gold, gold coins. I would offer that 1,000 gold coins in order to get Bilal. He is better, that is for me, than any of the material things that you would ever think of. And that's how it happens. Uh, Abu Bakr bought Bilal and he freed him. That's why Umar radiallahu anhu has one of the famous uh, quotations. He used to say, uh, Abu Bakr Sayyidana wa Ataqa Sayyidana. Abu Bakr is our master and he free our master. Meaning Abu Bakr is our, that is our leader, is our master and he free our master, that is Bilal. So you see, that's how imagine someone that he is, he, uh, that he was a slave, he get freed and he become a leader in the community. That happened only in Islam. If you go to that is the places or a country where they were indulged in the, that is shirk, you will see they, they divided people into different, that is caste. This level and this level. If you are in this level, you will not marry this level. If you are in this, so that's how the mushrikin were, even the Arab, that's how they were at that particular, that is moment. So the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tried to rectify their solution, that uh, their condition. He tried and rectifies their uh, condition. So Allah al-Musta'an, among the Sahaba, there are Mawali, those that are slaves at then. Umar radiallahu anhu once decided to, when the Rasulullah notified the da'wah in, uh, notified the da'wah in a public, he saw that many, many people among the Quraysh, they accepted Islam. There were chaos, violence in, 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 in the community. The violence is not coming from the side of the Muslim, rather from the side of their families the families of those that accepted the message. So Umar anhu decided to, he said that I would just go and execute the Muhammad so that, the, that this issue would get solved. He took his sword. He was walking in a hurry in the street of Mecca. Then he met with, with one of his colleagues. When he saw Umar moving in a hurry in that situation, he understood there is something great. He asked Umar, where are you going? He said, I'm going to kill Muhammad. He said, you are going to, uh, for what? He said, because he divided our ummah, our community. Then that particular colleague of Umar, he said, you are wasting your time. Because if you are going to kill Muhammad, you even waste your, because the fitna get to your, that is your, 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 your house, your family, because your sister accepted, that is Islam, and her husband also accepted Islam. <laughs> so Umar then realized, even though the war has already when that is his family. Then instead of him going to Muhammad, he said, let me go and solve the fitna in my house. So he went back to 
the house where the that is the his uh, his sister or that is, uh, was at then. When he reached to the house, he had the recitation of the Quran going going on inside the house. And he came to realize that they are not alone in the house. There are almost three individuals in the house. Then he knocked the door. He knocked the door. When uh, they asked who is on the door, he said Umar. So they get terrified, all of them. Khabbab ibn al-Arat was there inside the house. He was the one teaching them the Quran. They asked Khabbab to go and hide in one of the river, according to that is what the book of Tariq. So when he hide, they open the door and he come because he already knocked and and he was her that is her brother. She must to let him get into the house because she know she she knew who is Umar. If she did not open the door, he may end up breaking the door and get into the house. So she opened the the door in a peaceful way. He asked her, "What did I had you reciting?" She kept silence. Then he saw the papers. He said, "What are these?" He said, give me the papers. She refused. Umar asked her, give me the papers. She refused. He tried to get to the papers. Then she denied. Then he tried to like, uh, that is punish her. That is to, uh, then her husband also come. Then uh, one of the rivers said, he started to beat, that is the, that uh, husband of, uh, of hers. So then he took the papers. When he took the papers, he started to read. It was Surah Taha. Taha ma anzalna alayka al-Qur'ana bitashqa illa tazkiratan liman yaksha tanzilan mimman qalaq al-aqda wa samawati al-ula rahmanu al-abshah. He continues to recite uh, up to some certain ayat. Then he said to him, is this the message that the people are going away from it? Is this the message that the Quraysh are running from? Then uh, she said yes. She said, I'm testifying to you that I accept this message. Now I'm going to Muhammad. When he said that, then momentarily, Khabbab bin al-Arat, I face he, he came out. He said, Khabbab, you are the one? <laughs> he said yes. <laughs> when Umar radiallahu anhu moved, he went to Daru Arqab. He met the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam there together with the companions. When he knocked the door, they asked who is on the road, he said, Umar. The Sahaba, they get terrified. But in the midst of the Sahaba, there were some of the companions like Hamza. They were there. Abu Bakr was there. So they were totally asking how, would, would they open the door for him or they should not open the door for him. The Rasul said to them, let you open the door to him. So they were totally amazed, surprised. How would the Rasul would allow Umar to come? They know it's Umar because he is coming, he is coming with something greater. So when they opened the door, the Rasul welcomed him and he said, Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah. So in that condition, the Rasul is in the mode of silent da'wah. So immediately after, the, that is the, uh, the rivat of Umar radiallahu anhu, that's the beginning of the journey of, that is a public da'wah. Wallahu al So that's the point that we are, that is discussing now. That is the issue of public da'wah. Uh, uh, the silence da'wah continues for 
Uh, Many among the honorables and the slaves that is answered to that. بعد ذلك أمر صلى الله عليه وسلم بالجحر بقوله تعالى. After that, Allah سبحانه وتعالى commanded the Rasul صلى الله عليه وسلم to disclose the da'wah with the saying, فصدع بما تؤمر وعرض عن المشركين. Disclose what you are commanded with and وعرض عن المشركين and turn away from the foolishness. فصعد على الصفا. Then he climbed on top of Safa, on Mount Safa. ونادى قومه. And he called the attention of his people. فلما جتمعوا when they get gathered, they gathered. قال لهم. He said that is he said to them when they they that is they they get congregated, they gathered, they come together. He said to them. هل تصدق هل هل تصدقونني فيما أكبركم به؟ هل تصدقونني فيما فيما أكبر فيما أكبركم به؟ فيما أكبركم به Will you believe in me in what I would inform you? فقالوا جميعهم They all said that all of them said نعم Yes indeed ما جربنا عليك كذبا We never catch you that we never caught you with any kind of lie منذ نشعتك Since from your early age إلى الآن up to this time You see the Quraysh, they are giving these testimonies that they never have any kind of uh, uh, that's a point that they catch the Rasulullah Sallam with the crime of lying. Up to that is the time that he was with them at Mount Safa. فَقَالَ صَلَّى عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ Then the Rasulullah Sallam said to them, he said, أَنْقِذُوا أَنْفُسَكُمْ مِنَ النَّارُ Save yourself from hellfire. إِنِّي نَزِيرٌ لَكُمْ مِنْ عَذَابٍ شَدِيدٍ I'm warning you from a painful punishment من عَذَابٍ شَدِيدٍ from a severe punishment فقال له أمه أبو لهب Then his uncle أبو لهب said to him تَبَّلْ لَكَ يَا مُحَمَّدٍ فَإِيَازُ بِاللَّهِ He said, Woe unto you, O Muhammad He insulted the Rasul صلى الله عليه وسلم He said, Curse unto you, O Muhammad أَلِهَذَا جَمَعْتَنَا With duties you guided us فَأَنْظَ اللَّهُ فِي حَقِّهِ سُورَةِ اللَّهَبِ Now Allah revealed on his situation the Surah Al-Lahab. تَبَّتْ يَدَى عَبِي لَحْبٍ وَتَبْ Perish the two hands of Abi Lahab and he also perished. إِلَىٰ آكِرِهَا Up to the end of the Surah. So this is the point of the that is public da'wah. فَإِنَّهُ غَدَّ غَدًّا أَبِيهًا and uh, Abu Lahab, he replied to the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with that is unwanted reply, with that is an uh, insignificant reply, qabih, that is with a terrific reply. And he requested from them to catch him. He requested, he said to the Quraysh, catch Muhammad, that they should catch Muhammad. Then Abu Talib, said to him, Father of Ali radiallahu an. He said, Wallah, lanamna'annahu ma baqeena. We would continue to protect him as far as we are alive. Since from that time, Abi Talib took unto himself the protection of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because 
Ab uh, Abi Talib, he was among the honorable of the Quraysh at then. He was an old person. There is all the Quraysh, they respect Abu Talib. When they have any kind of situation that they don't have any solution to that, they used to meet Abi Talib in order to get their problem solved. So Abi, uh, Abi Talib used to solve their problem. They respect, that is, they respect him. So when he said that, all of them removed their hands in seeking, that is the uh, that is the tremendous uh, uh, point that is the before they are trying to catch the Rasulullah to punish the Rasulullah with that. Then Abu Talib said to, to them that he is under my protection. And that's what has happened. Because even Abu Bakr, they respect Abu Bakr. He was among the honorable among the Quraysh. That's why they did not punish him. Otherwise, they would punish Abu Bakr as how they did, some, they did to some of that is the companions. Even Abu Bakr, there is one of the narration in one of the book of Daris Tariq that uh, he was punished by Abu Jahl. There is a time where Abu Jahl, he used his, that is uh, a sword, a can, and he plucked Abu Bakr. He asked his companion, he asked his, uh, his uh, uh, allies, his, he has what we call area voice, uh, Abu Jahl. He is work, he's not working alone. So when he met Abu Bakr in the, uh, in the street, he asked them, he requested from them to catch Abu Bakr. They catch him, they drop him down, and he gave some slashes to Abu Bakr and Siddiq. That's why when, when that happened, he thought that he win. Then he said, now I finish with Abu Bakr, then I'm heading towards the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said, you should go and inform Muhammad. He should stop coming to the Kaaba. That is, he should not come to the Kaaba and pray. If he come again, I would punish him. Then the Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam, when he had this information, Allah subhanahu wa taala revealed an ayah to him: "Kalla la tuta'hu, la tuta'hu, wasjud wa qatar, waqtaru. Kalla la tuta'hu, wasjud wa qataru. That kalla no, la tuta'hu, do not obey him. Wasjud, continue to prostrate. That meaning, continue to pray. Waqtaru." Continue to seek closeness of your Lord. So in that condition, the Rasulullah continues to go to the Kaaba. Then the Quraysh, they inform Abu Jahl. They said, you said you will punish Muhammad if you see him near the Kaaba. And now he is there in the Kaaba. That is uh, prostrating. Because at then they don't know even what is Salah. What they know is prostrating. When they, whenever they see the Muslims, they would see them prostrating, bowing down. They would be saying that uh, they are doing Ibadah. So they said he, he was there frustrating, that is uh, bowing down. So when Abu Lahab came, he said that I would punish him. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed an ayah. He said that, uh, uh, Abu Lahab said that you should say to him that since that his Lord said that then I have my area voice. Then I would, that is, I would have the chance to punish the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, فَلْيَدَ unadia." Let him call his allies. That is his area. Boys, سَنَدَ أُزَّبَانِيَا We will call the angels of hellfire. So when that happened, despite with that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the wa'id. He promised that he would punish him if he did that, but he come in order to punish the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in order to harm the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When he come near to the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he, he run back heltas kelta. The Quraysh asked him why. He said, when I'm closer to him, I saw a particular, uh, a particular camel opening, an animal like camel 
it that is attack me that's why i run so that's how it happens he did not get the chance to harm the rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protected him because what he said at that moment that if i reach to his position i will match his head i would take my my leg and i will match his head when he was in the position of that is the sujood then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to uh, said uh, said to the rasul uh, the rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to the companions if he would have do that if he could have do that that he did that then then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would send the angels to catch abi uh, abi jahl and publicly people would be seeing how the angels would take and they would ascend him to the heavens that's what the rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam said so that's how these are the kind of challenges that the rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam faced and this fight with that he did not call the attention of the Sahaba to fight with the Quraysh. He did not ask the Sahaba to set violence on the, that is in the Makkah. He maintained the decorum, the law and order of the leaders of the, that is, uh, that is Makkah at then. He's under the, that is the Mashrikin, but still he maintained that is the decorum. He maintained the law and order. Until the time where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the Mu'minin to migrate, to do the Hijrah. Then at that moment, they lead to the, that is a city of Makkah. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ya ibadi al-lazina amanu, inna aghdi wa si'atun, fa iyaya, there is one ayah, Ya ibadi al-lazina amanu, inna aghdi wa si'atun, fa iyaya, fa'abudun. Well, Ya ibadi al-lazina amanu. The, uh, the one that I mentioned is in Surah Al-Ankabut. That's This is in Surah Al-Ankabut. So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is saying to the believers that my land is that is is uh, uh, is huge. So uh, you have to worship me alone. Meaning. Uh, you would have that is uh, many places where to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if you live in the city of Mecca you won't be able to practice your religion well so you should migrate to another place Wallahu Mr. so I think due to the time limitation even though today the session was too long so inshallah we'll stop here we'll continue with the next point inshallah so we discuss about that is the issue of ad-da'watu Adawatu Jahra. So we would uh, start discussing about Ta'asubu Quraishin Ala Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That is the betrayal of Quraish to the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allahumma alimna ma anfa'una wa anfa'ana bima alamtana wa zidna ilman. Allahumma arina al-haq wa tiba'ahu wa arina al-batila batila wa arina al-shitinaba. Rabbana atina fid dunia hasana. وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا أذاب النار سبحان ربك رب العزة أما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين